0: It was basically like I pulled out a Ouija board, even though I didn't but I like day of the dead just started meditating. And it was like, I'm going to just call in anyone who wants to talk to me. And Jesus (laughs) fucking Christ. Between
1: the present and the past memories held in the walls and earth energies and entities that cross the barrier into our dreams and our consciousness.
2: That which has been left behind between the living and the dead. I'm
1: Emily. And I'm Joy. And this is The the residuals. Residuals.
2: We have guests. We have a guest. Oh my God! Hi, Sarah.
1: Hi. Sarah we can't, can't hear, hear you. you. Oh,
2: sorry, Hi. <laughs> <laughs> this is Sarah Tebow.
0: Hello. Am I saying I... your last name Sarah. correctly? You are okay. very well done. Actually, oh, I was like, oh, good job." Did I tell thank her God. that?
1: extra letters in there that want to throw you off
0: they do like tricky
1: i wanted to say it like like sounding fancy and posh like i was french like
0: Thibaut. sarah Thibaut.
1: we
2: survived man me me trying to speak french i can't do that not great <laughs> um
1: <laughs> and so now we have welcomed sarah hi i'm emily and i'm joy and this is the uh-huh.
2: residuals, residuals. Sarah is here and Sarah has a podcast called the side. Woo. Yes. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Oh, before sure. we start? Do you want to give us your own little intro? What do you want to tell us? Tell the listeners about yourself.
0: Yeah. So I am um, an artist and I've been living in LA for about a year and I have been running the podcast, the side woo for about two years. It's I launched it on my birthday in November, (gasps) 2021. So I can kind of keep track of like each new year, but um, yeah, I started it because it was like deep pandemic and I had done a podcast like kind of early days of the pandemic that was interviews with artists who I had met while traveling. I was kind of nomadic before the pandemic for Mm -hmm. about three years where I was going to different artist residencies and, um, you know, working remotely and stuff. And so once the pandemic hit, I'm like, what if I checked in with everyone who I had met and see like what the quarantining situation is like in different parts of the world? And, Mm -hmm. um, And so I was really into that for a while. And then it kind of seemed like there was a little bit of a plateau of interest around, like, can we keep talking about us sheltering in place? Like, I don't think any of us want to talk about this anymore. So I kind of took a pause and then was like brainstorming with the person who used to be or who became my co-host for a while. And she's like, you know, do an art podcast, but not really about art. And so mm-hmm. I was starting to think about, like, you know, what I was interested in, which, you know, I had been getting really into, like, tarot and runes, and, like, uh-huh. you know, kind of folk folk witchcraft and moon uh, yeah. cycles and uh-huh. candle magic. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I was like, I feel like a lot of artists have all these tools that they rely on that are kind of like, you know, spiritual or, you know, witchy um, as well as their own like mental health journey, you know, like I'm really into Oprah's super soul Sunday. So, um, so I kind of thought like, what if I created a space for people to talk about that? Like in addition to their art, because I think there's a lot of like t- traditional art interview podcasts where people talk about their practice mm-hmm. and their studio, but there's not a lot about that emotional journey, which right. I think really is the point in a lot of ways. And like yeah. the, the art world's so academic in a lot of places where even if that's a huge part of the formation of someone's work, like you'll they'll find every way to cut it out of the conversation. Right. Huh. And so I just felt like I want to like normalize this a little bit more. Um, and so I thought like, oh, it's like woo woo, but on the side, you know, like it's not the main focus. So I love that. So hence mm-hmm. the side woo. <laughs> that's great.
2: That is really important. Um, as an artist myself, I feel like a lot of um and tattooing specifically. I mean, that, oh god, yeah you know, pretty emotional. <laughs> it can be very emotional sometimes, depending on why the tattoo is happening and who's there and who's not there anymore. Sometimes people don't want to tell you that it's emotional. And then like halfway mm-hmm. through the tattoo, they like spill their guts about what's going on. And yeah. so it's like a combination of I'm making this art that's emotional to me. And then there's a layer of I'm making this art that's emotional to the person, and then finding out all of their stuff and like there's just so much wrapped up in art like so yeah that's that's a fantastic like idea to sit down and dissect that
1: can i ask you a question about that joy when they tell you that especially halfway through but you know even at the beginning i would say maybe halfway through it's maybe harder do you feel added responsive not pressure Pressure is the wrong word. Responsibility to
0: uh, to really like make it really good.
1: No, not not oh. like not
2: like make it good. Well, but until I mean, someone says something nice, I always do shitty tattoos, and then I no, wait, totally. and then the rest of it is
1: no. I don't mean I don't mean to make it nice. I mean like to really put that intention, your own emotional mm. intention, into it. Because you are also really kind of an empath who takes shit on because your job is somewhat similar to, unfortunately, hairdressing, but I feel more of an intimate way. No, it's very much therapy. Yeah. I mean, people yeah. doing hair. Yeah. I mean, they're standing there and like that. But I feel like yours is more intimate because you are up close and personal. Oh, we're touching. I yeah. mean, I'm like wiping your
2: blood out of the totally. way. So, right. it was, right. crazy. yeah, it's very intimate. Um, And there's levels of it. Like sometimes it's just not someone that you like. That you like. Connect with on a deeper level. <laughs> so, sure. I've tattooed plenty of people I don't like, but I need to pay my fucking bills. So, right. whatever. Yeah. But- now more than I have been doing this for over 20 years. Like I've had clients that have known me half my career.
0: Mm-hmm. That's cool.
2: you know, and and we're just friends now. So it's like I've watched them get married and have families, and they've done the same with me. And so there's like a totally different level with that. But as far as like more responsibility or um, no, I don't like change the way that I do things, but I might like, carry that event with me longer mm. yeah because I'm, there have yeah. been times like i've tattooed someone's mother's cremains in them oh. after she passed from cancer like oh. heavy heavy shit <laughs> how
0: do you do that do you like sprinkle it like over you have and to then... take
2: just some of the well i don't know how much everybody knows about cremains but it's not this like fine powdery dust Mm-mm. there's bone in there that has been crushed up after being burnt, because mm-hmm. not all of the pieces it's not a uniform grain is what I'm saying no so you have to sort of find the finer pieces and just sprinkle them in the ink and mix it in um I've had cremains tattooed in me of one of Hello. my pets that passed away um <laughs> so it it that is a different level for sure Um, But sometimes you're just getting a tattoo because you like it and people like talking to me and they'll just tell me stuff. And then I find out lots of like really traumatic things that have happened to them. Mm. Um, And I want them to be able to talk because I know that everybody should be able to get that out in Mm -hmm. whatever form they feel they need to. And if I'm that sort of like stranger, safe place that isn't going to mess up their usual social structure and they want to tell me it's like all right cool yeah like tell me and i'll carry that and i'll deal with it myself and
1: oh babes the thing is is that joy is one of those people who has this thing about her that is that is reassuring um you immediately do not feel judged and you immediately feel safe in her company to tell her things that maybe your closest friends do not necessarily know about you. And she's like, she, not to get too I high school feel like about anybody... it, Joy is one of my bestie best friends and she knows <laughs> all of my fucking shit to the point that I will call her when I am losing my fucking mind and I'm maybe being not that rational about it. Like I have gone down the drain and she immediately like snaps me back out and she gives me some sense and also a reality check. Um and I have come very well, close listen, to yeah. asking her if I could, you know, there are some times that I've considered a what would Joy do? Uh Tattoo. Oh, I love but, that. And that's yeah. a I have well, friends too. like
0: that, actually. But I, yeah. I feel where like. I'm like, what would this person do? Yeah. Sarah, back in it? the day,
1: it used to be, what would Olivia Benson do? And it has been replaced by. <laughs> what
0: oh, snap. Sorry, Olivia. You're Sorry. booting.
1: <laughs> but Sarah, <laughs> Sorry.
2: if you're, if you are, I mean, you're also an artist. You're also yeah. in this world. You're also like doing, all... I mean, the same things must be true for you. If you're saying, you know, oh, trauma response, I'm really good. Right. At all this stuff. Like, I think a lot of that with me comes from being in those situations. yeah. So do you have the same thing happen with your art? Um, what is your take on that whole therapy artist?
0: Oh, yeah. Um, I definitely think th- things come out in my art in a way that like reflect what I'm going through. Um, and it's different because I'm not making work like for a specific person. I think mm-hmm. I've done like commissions, you know, where it feels more intimate and Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm really connecting with that person, like making something for them. Mm -hmm. But when I usually, when I make, I try to be as true to myself without thinking about someone else. But I think there was a time more than now that like, if I was in a crowd, someone would just tell me all their stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, like Mm they did. they would just like, I'd be a good listener and they would just like, tell me their trauma, you know? And yeah. Um, maybe that's why I like started a podcast. But I think it just makes you more receptive to that kind of energy because you already mm-hmm. kind of know how to embody it. Um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was gonna ask with your tattooing, if if you're doing work for someone who's lost someone, do you ever feel like someone comes like the the family member or whoever like ever does a visitation?
1: Oh, yeah, I've never even thought about that. Thank you, Sarah. Yeah, um I. I have felt changes,
2: but nothing where I would be specifically like, oh, your grandmother is here. And frankly, like when I am in, you you don't have time
0: to talk to grandma, you gotta, but it's
2: not even that like I, um, I think there are some moments, there have definitely been moments where I'll be like, oh, has this happened to you? Has this happened to you? And like, sometimes I'll just feel like I know more about the person than they've told me. Yes. That, but that happens like in my life, whether I'm tattooing or not. Mm. Um, But I think there is, um, my clients have reported a calmness or like a comfortability um, that happens sometimes where I've had people fall asleep or just what? be very like Hi,
0: chill. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, yeah. she yeah. getting <laughs> tattooed? Yeah, yeah, she did a piece That's on bananas. the back of my
1: arm. It was a fine line piece and it was actually a piece that was uh, very personal to me. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: It was uh, a piece connected to my grandfather. Um, with his handwriting. With his handwriting. The day before I was going to get it, I went I was having a big clean out of my closet. Um, I found a card from him. And it oh, had oh. he wrote at the end of every single letter or card, love and hugs, gramps. And so oh. I was able to bring it in with me the next day. And it for me was a sign. And I I'm one yeah, of those people that know. like, yeah, that's it.
0: Oh wow, very cool. Oh, I love it. And I so that's the drawing of the spaceship. Like
1: the schematic.
0: I fell asleep
1: like within minutes of her starting. We were listening to a podcast. I was laying face down. She's talking to me and suddenly I stop responding. And it's because I'm fast asleep while she's tattooing me.
0: (laughs) That is bananas. It's because I have not gotten one tattoo because I'm scared of it.
1: Oh, God. Oh, no, come babe. see me. I
0: know. I was like, like well, maybe I'll you. get a nap in while I visit you. <laughs> Seriously, it was the There's best. There's
2: also like a, a theme of like tired moms coming in to get tattooed. Okay. And that like, makes sense. Yeah.
0: This is like a spa day. This is fine. This is- <laughs> You're like, like a needle shooting through my arm is not as bad as like, you know, worrying Being about keeping a child alive.
2: Having mommy screamed through the bathroom door. <laughs> <You> totally. <know.
1: laughs> Dude. So, so Sarah wrote us. Yes, because Sarah found out about us through the amazing
2: Amber. Yes, is. I love Amber so much. Can I just take a second? I know I love she's her. so good.
0: Jesus. Yeah, her episode's coming out maybe like next month. Oh, awesome! Because I I did an interview with her. Yeah.
1: Oh, we fantastic! Um, yes. uh, with her stories of her mom, um, which, God, amazing. And so you found out about us through Amber and you sent us an email, which thank you for the scam mail, because that's how we yes, met you and you. that's why we have you on today. Yay. And um you mentioned some shit that we were like <laughs> we need to chat. <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: we need yeah. to yeah. sit down and hear about this. So. so why don't you Yeah, I wanted to compare notes with you, with you guys, Bye. please.
2: Well, you just tell us whatever you want and we will talk over you when we have questions. (laughs)
1: May may I request that we maybe start at the beginning? Have you always like, have you always been, are you sensitive to things? And if so, have you always been? And if so on that, when was the first thing that you noticed that you experienced?
0: Yeah, so I have not always been like present as a Mm -hmm. medium. Um... Like, my parents had stories when I was younger that they would, like, the creepiest one is my mom would be like, oh, well, yeah, I was thinking about $20. I was trying to find this $20 bill and, that I knew I put somewhere. And then I was, like, playing with this car and being like, $20, $20, <laughs> which is, like, straight out of a horror movie. <laughs> so
1: <laughs> I'm sorry, um, but you just named one of our favorite things, which is creepy shit kids say, or just I'm creepy totally. kids in general, that is my jam. So you could read your mother's <laughs> mind, basically. Well, from apparently, but age.
0: yeah. And then so also, you know, I grew up in a house where everybody else was Pisces and I was a Scorpio. So I think we were kind of always reading each other's minds. And then they're, they're very like gentle Midwestern people who, aren't like big into confrontation. So I think the way everybody got around that was like, yeah, like doing a lot of energy reading on the you know, down low.
2: Interesting. Yeah.
0: So that's something I've kind of unpacked now as an adult and realizing like, oh, everyone in our family is kind of psychic, just oh. it manifests in a different way, which I can't say that that's like a better way to go, because I think it's a lot of effort to constantly be reading people's energy, you know, Mm -hmm. I think it's a little bit of like a trauma response, but, um, Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, you're in a state of
1: hypervigilance, which is definitely a trauma response.
0: Yeah. And thinking, you know, like, oh, well, if I want to be like a people pleaser, like, I think I know how to make people happy, which you don't, you know, like even if you're really good at it. So, um, so yeah, like, I guess fast forward, like I had, um, like kind of a series of surgeries when I was like in like right around 9, 10. And so that was kind of like my major trauma. And I would say probably things started around that time, but I really didn't want it. And so I think I really shut it down. Like mm-hmm. I drank so much caffeine and sugar. To, I think looking back to like keep my like energy at a certain level where I didn't have to be oh. present. Oh shit. Um, like oh. I think it was a,
2: drinking coffee really young too. I never thought about that. Oh,
0: interesting. That,
2: oh.
1: I mean, interesting that you say that. So you didn't have to be present. It's you were self-medicating oh. at a very young age. I was
0: self-medicating and that really was the fuck. safe way. Cause like, you know, my parents weren't, you know, big drinkers or anything. There is like addiction in my family, but right. I knew to stay away from like that kind of substance so caffeine was really like the acceptable drug of choice, which for many people, I guess. But
2: I'm feeling a certain kind of way about. Oh, it. You I have are. literally okay, have a ring on my finger that says coffee because that's how much I love it.
0: Oh, interesting! In fact, <laughs> like I'm dear
2: listeners,
1: The listeners, if you would like to help Joy, oh my god, drug of choice, <laughs> go to our link tree at the top of our Instagram, and you can okay. buy us a coffee. Carry on, Sarah. I love that plug.
0: It's Thank perfect. you. That's
1: very Thank good. You. Did you like that subtle yet? Yeah.
0: Buy us a coffee. Very. It was like great segue. Thank you. Very that
1: nice. was my voiceover I'll leave, I'll leave voice. Sorry. Let's get back. I'm so sorry. What? Do you mind so me we asking? lots of coffee um, and sugar. Do you mind me asking yeah. why you needed the surgeries? Because I would feel like to be at that young age and to have a health condition yeah. that required that in and of itself is probably traumatic.
0: Yeah. I Well, so I had a surgery when I was three months old. Um, I like was born with a birth defect. That's like similar to like a cleft palate where like part of my like f- bone structure, like wasn't going to grow together. And so mm-hmm. It was a really new level of treating it. And so, you know, obviously it's very mild, like most people can't tell or whatever. But um yeah. So I had already been through that once and I actually almost died. Like I did die for like 30 seconds to a minute when I was when three months were- old. And Jesus. Oh. Yeah. And I came back to life. <laughs> so like that's a whole thing. Oh my goodness. That's like the folklore in my family kind of growing up and then. So then when I had to have more surgeries, once I kind of got older, like they wanted to do it like preteen, mm-hmm. um, which I'm talking to another parent right now, whose child is kind of going through a similar thing. And they really pressure you into having it like right around nine, 10. Mm-hmm. The unfortunate part about that is that's a really important development part phase of your psychology and your identification yeah. of your, your individual self. Yeah. And so if you're not fully on board, you're basically being told like you have to do this thing and it's not your choice. And so that really kind of destabilized me for a long time. Cause I kind of like at that point, I, I like was trying to establish myself as like, you know, kind of agency over my little young life. And right. it kind of took that away, which no one knew that that's what was going to happen. They were just trying to make the best choice they could, but, um, right. I think it is interesting seeing now my friend going through the same thing, like she's really resisting in a way that, you know, like I don't think my parents felt that they had the right because, right. you know, the the way the medical industry works. Um, yeah. So anyway, I mean, not to go too much into it, but yeah, so it was it was traumatic, especially because I knew that I had died the first time. And so I'm like, why would I go through that again? You know, like, yeah,
2: why would you guys let me go through? This yeah. Again? Like yeah. this isn't
0: worth it, whatever is oh happening, you know? Um, so yeah, like I was really angry for a long time, you know, and I think there's, it's something that I've had to kind of like really figure out because I did my co- coping mechanisms. Um, but I think it took me out of my body and also made me more sensitive the way that like a traumatic experience might. And so, yeah, I think that around that time is when probably my awareness was more heightened, but then, yeah, like I said, I really shut it down. Um, Like I would say I got more present when I started traveling um, like in 2018 and spent more time alone and like, wasn't, I was like working a lot before then, like nine to five job and doing art stuff, and mm-hmm. so I just it was another way of like kind of self medicating through There's work. No time. Um,
2: There's no time to feel stuff if you're always doing things. Yeah, all you yeah. can feel is
0: tired and stress. Yeah. You know, and what's that's like a really thing? what's the next safe.
2: thing? <laughs> yeah, totally, totally.
0: Yeah.
1: You know what you yeah. say about the hypervigilance? It is. I never put two and two together until now that I think when you have these things happen. And you are always on guard and hypervigilant and constantly in, I need to protect myself mode that that hypervigilance makes you so much more aware of everything and sensitive to Mm -hmm. everything. Um, And for me, that includes physical health. So I always know if there is something going on with my body that I'm like, this isn't right. I immediately go and get it checked out. And even mm. though people might think I'm being crazy, I just, I know. And yeah. also I didn't even think about it with this side of things. The hypervigilance would make you more open because you are so fucking every little sound. Like aware. Every You're like little... putting the feelers out, yeah. you know, like. Like when you see someone and you immediately get the spidey tingles that this is not a good Mm -hmm. person, you know, it's like that.
0: And I, and I think like that ability to kind of read people, like I said, I had kind of shut it off. And then when I started traveling, I like left my job, I left San Francisco and I was alone a lot, like in Europe and Mexico and I got really good at like reading people like i could tell who the pickpockets were because they would just partly they would all wear tracksuits for some reason
2: (laughs) way to have a uniform
0: (laughs) but also their energy was just different and so i was like oh this is like a new thing that i didn't know i could do yeah and then that carried into the pandemic when i was like you know mostly alone during that time and so Jesus. It was really, really hard, but that was kind of like the turning point of like, okay, I can't like distract myself anymore. Like mm-hmm. there's only so many hours in the day you can work and then you're yeah. still alone, you know? So yeah. Cause I definitely tried with work, I will say, but Oh, you um, and me both.
1: I'm a work- workaholic to the point yeah. that it, it has almost killed me in the past. I've ended up in
0: the car oh, wow. board
1: because of it. Yeah. It's yeah. not, oh, we can't do oh my that. God. You know, no, one of the it, things that it came out during the pandemic with people being locked in their houses that they normally spend so many hours a day out of is that many people, not many people, I'm not talking about like 70% of the world, but many people were like, oh, I think my house is haunted because they were suddenly spending yes. so much time in it that they were like,
0: this isn't normal. <laughs> totally. The ghost like,
2: uh, totally. had the same problem. And I feel like uh, reaction that my cat at the time had. She was just like, was just, Why the fuck are you guys here all the time? Leave me <laughs> alone. Like, what is? why are you here? Normally you're gone for so many hours. The right. small thing that runs around and throws stuff at me, the, the little human that
1: yells, he's usually gone for most of the day. I don't oh, know wow. why you guys don't. We had the all. opposite. Our cat stopped Aww. getting on the countertops and eating things she shouldn't eat. She stopped doing, oh, you were we- there because we were there and she's like wait what
0: <laughs> this is oh I love that
1: cats yeah. and ghosts man well that's I, I was cat
0: sitting it. for a good chunk of the pandemic so it was definitely cats and ghosts for me actually oh, <laughs> oh my goodness that could so- be the name of this episode yeah, a cats, ghost. And cats and ghosts thank you
1: Zara. I'm writing it down so Woo-hoo. being so cats yeah so ghosts. you were by yourself in your own head yeah tell us about and with ghosts. your own thoughts yeah. during the pandemic <laughs>
0: yeah well, so I was cat sitting and house sitting for someone in San Francisco who ended up being gone for about nine months, and part of the time the cats were there and part of the time they weren't. But, um, like, I don't know at what point. I think it was around Halloween, honestly that oh, I did no. like one of those Day of the Dead. I know it was like it was basically like I pulled out a Ouija board, even though I didn't Sarah. but I like <laughs> Day of the Dead just started meditating and it was like, I'm going to just call in anyone who wants to talk to me. And Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ, you know, thinking, I know thinking like, oh, my, my ancestors will come in. And then sure oh, enough, man. like I had my friend visit and my grandma and like, no, like long story short, they I did have this like energy come in that was like pretending to be my grandma for a while (gasps) and then it was like clearly not and and then yeah like and I only say that like you know the reason I thought it was is like I kind of got this like flash of like her house in Connecticut and then you know kind of these memories that I had of her Mm. and then so you kind of like attuned to that frequency and like have these like weird kind of intuitive understanding of like what the energy is. And then mm-hmm. I was like, but then I would get these kind of negative things. And then like, it would start, like I started hearing like knocking noises. Like if oh, I, the knocking, yeah, Jesus like it would Christ like argue said. with me. It was so weird. Like I would get, like, I would have these, like, I'm trying to think of how to describe it. Like I would have these like thoughts about something. And then if like I sense like the ghost like disagreed with me. It would like slam something. Oh man. You know? And I was like, what the fuck is happening? Like I literally had no idea. I'm like, okay, clearly there's some haunting going on. So I started like getting in touch with like practitioners who could help me. And so Wait, they they confirmed you, like you, you do you have a gate haunting
1: you. in your friend's house.
0: Well, like I mean, yeah. theoretically, like there's more to this story, but yeah, okay. I mean, like basically, I like opened the floodgates to just having it be really present. I think they were kind of always Gosh. there, but I kind of opened myself up more to oh, that. You ga-
1: so and you, so basically, you you gave this thing permission, like permission to be, permission to be yeah. noisy,
0: yeah. Oh goodness.
1: Oh Jesus. Christ.
0: And to to be like, I'm paying attention to you.
2: But okay, I understand this though. Like, I get it. I know that we're both like, oh my God, I can't believe it. But like, I wasn't alone. I wasn't alone during the the lockdown. I had my husband and my son and my fat cat there. And I know, like I lived alone a lot during my adult life. And I had weird things happen in apartments that I lived in alone. And you do just sort of like, "Eh, all right. Well, I mean, if I was alone in a haunted apartment, In the lockdown, I would have probably been the same and like, I'm fucking bored. Let's just talk like whatever. I would have talked to them while I was making breakfast or something.
0: Well, and Mm -hmm. like when I during this day of the dead thing, like I didn't know as much as I know now. So I didn't really know how bad Mm -hmm. it would be to like potentially give someone the permission you know, some energy, the permission to pretend to be my grandma or whatever. Right, you know, I didn't right. know how to be discerning because I, yeah, I hard. wasn't really a medium. You know, like I didn't have that skill set in a way that, like, you know, some of your guests have had, like, where they see ghosts and you know it's really clear to them who they're mm-hmm. talking to. Right. Um, so but I would also, say, like, if from oh, a very yeah.
1: young age you had tamped this down and closed it off,
0: exactly, and then suddenly
1: yeah. you are interested in opening that door again if you are already incredibly sensitive you know like for fuck's sake you died during surgery right. when you were right. three months mm-hmm. old which is also when children are young they That's found the that you know thing. kids are like, kids we... are more open you know yeah. so of course you're going to be more sensitive to this shit of course you yeah and that, yeah that and i emotion. think
0: loneliness like did factor in, but also Mm -hmm. just curiosity, like, oh, there's this new thing that I'm trying and it's day of the dead. Like what a cool time to like connect with relatives or my friend had died like that April. So I just kind of like open. I get it. You Um, you know,
1: my, my Ouija board judgment.
0: Oh, I have Ouija board judgment for sure. So I just, cause I've said that on my podcast too, like don't use Ouija boards, but
2: Anything can be a Ouija board if you're brave enough.
1: I, I think if you if you know what you're doing, if you know what you're doing and you totally. understand the inherent risk that comes with it, it's when people do a fuck around and find out. Totally. And then they find out. Do you know they what I mean? They find out.
0: Yeah. Totally. So Yeah. What, I mean, yeah. So
2: you have a ghost roommate who's pretending to be your grandmother. It's like... Who is yeah, very disagreeable.
0: Very you are a little red riding hood. Yes. I am. I'm like a little lamb, you know, just totally trusting and then thinking like, you know, yeah, who is this? So then, okay. So I eventually start talking to like professional witches or energy workers about this stuff. Okay. And one of the reasons I thought it was my grandmother is because during the pandemic and right before I had been getting remote Reiki from this woman that I knew from Minneapolis. And she said that she had seen my grandmother hanging out when I was in Mexico, like through her Reiki work, which I was like, that's amazing. Um, And it was the other grandma and also just like a different context, I think. Um, So I thought like, well, maybe, it you know, my other grandma decided to come and visit, you know, um, like, I don't know. But then when I realized like, oh, this is not even close to how anyone in my family would you know, interact with me, like just all the slamming and stuff. So I ended up, yeah, going to a couple like kind of energy people and they were like, oh yeah, you definitely have like somebody around you and you maybe know them from like a past life and, Uh um, and they're, you know, kind of tried to clear them, but it never took like one person, like, you know, crossed she's like a rescue medium and does like all kinds of stuff. And she did like do something where I felt different for a couple of days and wasn't getting that same response. But then, yeah, like I just didn't feel um, like after that, like, you know, it kind of came back. And so I went to someone else and again, it kind of came back. And then finally I was like, well, maybe instead of like clearing these energies as if they're like negative energy to purge, like maybe they're people, whoever it is, or they, you know, maybe I'm supposed to help them. You know, I just had this feeling like maybe I'm supposed to help them. So Mm -hmm. I started Googling like how to help ghosts (gasps) and found like, you know, how to cross them over. There was like a Goop article or something crazy. It was like very mainstream publication. Thank you, Gwyneth.
1: You know, did it in include? Did it involve steaming your yoni by any chance? No, <laughs> or like stunning it. An that that was, was an alternative
0: that was optional. Direction. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lighting a v- vagina can- uh, yeah. candle as you do your ritual.
1: Yeah, exactly. And then just bathe it in the moonlight.
0: Yes, definitely. Mm. Moonlight could be involved for sure, Maybe. but um, <laughs> amazing. Yeah, so I kind of tried it, and I was like. They, they basically tell you, you know, if you know anything about rescue mediumship, you're supposed to like help this spirit who's, you know, kind of stuck in this dimension cross to the light. Mm-hmm. So I tried tried to like communicate with whoever it was and like show it light and like kind of encourage it. And I just felt like it was like, no, not having it. oh So I was like, OK, I don't really know what to do with that. And by this p- point, I was no longer staying at the place. I had moved to a different apartment. And it follows um, you. It yeah. Was t- it was yeah. basically piggybacking. It was like around me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I ended up Googling and finding a woman that specializes in rescue mediumship. Um, oh. And she like I wrote her an email, like, this is what I'm dealing with. Like, can you help? Like I've gone to a couple of people and they've told me this, but I don't really know. And, and then she kind of didn't really write back. She goes, you know, okay, I'm really busy, but let me get back to you. And I'm like, oh my God, she thinks I'm absolutely nuts. And, and like, I was like, oh God, like I just told her way too much and whatever. Well, and then she goes, you know, Hey, like I have this rescue circle. You should just come. And I'm thinking like, oh, they think I'm crazy, but I'm just going to go to it. It's an
1: intervention. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's, yeah. And then they try to sell you on some
0: multi-level marketing essential oil. Totally. That will will get
2: rid of it. They were so scared. They all needed to help you. Yeah,
0: No, exactly. No. Well, so it it was actually better than that. It was, she literally just, she is a medium who teaches classes and runs the circle for other rescue mediums. Oh my God. I love that. And they all were like talking about their own stuff too. And they do like practice rescue work. So if there's a ghost stuck somewhere, they'll like go and <sighs> try to help it. And this is, you know, and these people, like I was expecting like the most goth witchy looking people. And like most of them were like in their like 40s and 50s. And like the woman next door, you know, what? Like, it was, like, so normal. It was, like, your next-door neighbor with, like, a cute little yard and, like, maybe a gnome, you know? like Oh, yeah. my
2: God. I love it. I love it. So it was really
0: surprising. I was, like, That's okay, awesome. this is not what I expected.
2: I had never heard it called rescue mediumship before, Same. but I totally have, like, done that in places. And oh, been cool. like, Hey, listen, like you don't need to be here. Like go, you should oh, that's like, amazing. Not, I've never heard a call to I mean, It makes total sense, but it was just like, go to the light.
0: But yeah, basically like I'm in this meeting and I am silent because I'm like, I already was like TMI. I'm like a double Scorpio. So I'm like very private, you know, <laughs> except for the fact that I have a podcast where I talk about all this shit, but you know, the same with you guys, maybe, but so I was like, OK, I don't want to give them any reason to think I'm like cuckoo or anything. So I'm going to just sit here quietly, take everything in. And, you know, she taught this class and I was just listening. And then all of a sudden she's like, OK, well, you know, we have about half an hour left. We're going to do a practice rescue. Mm. And Sarah, you have a couple of ghosts around you. And I was like, what? Oh, wait, you mean the cage? I know. So she's like, yeah, I see like at least two or three. Um, and so what I f- have found out since then is if you are like, have that energy of like being a medium, you will probably have ghosts around you like all the time because they recognize you as this energy that maybe can communicate with them. So whether or not, you know, you may have people, you know, hanging out around you. So that was kind of my situation was like, they had like seen my energy and been like, Oh, she can talk to us or, Mm -hmm. you know, even if I didn't know it. Um, and apparently they had been around me for like 30 years. Holy, Cause she's (gasps) like, one of them was like, when you were in Maryland on like a vacation, when you were like preteen. So it probably would have been like shortly after one of my surgeries, like I'm like, the. I used to go to the summer camp with like a friend of the family, but I was like 11 or 12, you know? So like really young. And then the other one, I'm not totally sure, but he was also kind of Midwest. So like it would have been Minnesota, which I hadn't lived there for at least 10 years.
2: Well, then that would make sense why you were getting images of like things that happened when you were younger because they've
0: been with you and yes. they knew your past. They knew exactly. So
2: maybe it was, I, I, I'm. Jumping the gun with the end of the story maybe but like the idea that maybe they were just trying to show you things to comfort you and not necessarily deceive you
0: well be like hey i, I think know, there was they... a trickster spirit so then the other thing that i found out that i had been in mexico and there was like a trickster spirit around me too like i don't know if he was a ghost who was just like fucking with me but
1: or like an animal um, type thing that was never human type yeah, issue. Uh,
0: yeah maybe yeah so So basically she ended up clearing those two and then said, I had one woman who was like helping me, (laughs) who was like kind of fighting off like ghosts, like coming in because I was so like, I didn't know anything. So she's like, there was someone helping you in addition to your spirit team. And so, yeah, it just kind of like that was the awakening where I was like, oh, this is wild. Like, I don't know what to do with this information.
2: It was so kind I just, of an intervention. It's
1: serious. It was.
0: <laughs> Isn't that funny? So cool. I
2: know. <laughs> it,
0: it was a ghost invention. So, That's yeah, kind of ghost
2: invention. Yes.
0: <laughs> ghost invention.
2: We did an episode one time where I spoke on my... Uh, thesis-y college final project in undergrad, um, where I spent a lot of time alone at the medical examiner's office in Connecticut, going through boxes of unidentified bones.
0: Oh goodness. And
2: I kind of had a breakdown that year, which I was like, I'm doing a ton of stuff for school and I'm going to see my boyfriend on the weekends far away. And I'm doing all this. I'm just very busy. Um, 'Cause I was taking, I don't know, like thirty-five credits or something.
0: Oh my stupid. I can't God. remember what it was. What? I was like,
2: I have to finish early. Just work and don't feel things. Um
0: right. totally <laughs> works every time.
2: <laughs> but it got to the right. point where I couldn't go anywhere alone. Like mm-hmm. I wouldn't take a shower by myself because I was mm-hmm. afraid somebody would like show up in the bathroom. I felt like I was followed all the time. And not, not like I a would, like, human run person. from the car. Yeah, no. I would like run from the car into the house. I remember coming home one time. I was still living with my parents and my sister and my brother. I came home one time and nobody was home and I thought I was going to have a heart attack because I was alone in the house. Like it got to the point where it was just interfering with my whole life. Yeah, And I had to just like take a step back. I talked to a therapist for a while about it because I didn't know what the fuck to do. Um, And Emily, you know, has heard the story and she was like, "Everybody's was just following you because they knew you could help. Right. They knew Mm. you could see them. They knew that, like, you were there. Interesting. And it's this it feels the same way. Like, who's around me? Who's following me? Like, what am I not letting in?
0: And I I think I've always struggled
2: with that, like do I ask and open this door and right. can I close it or should I just apparently drink more coffee and watch more Drag Race before I
0: fall asleep? Oh my God, really? That was like for three years, all I would watch before bed because I had to catch up on all the seasons. <laughs> so that is so funny that you said that.
1: I'm re-watching them all now.
0: I love it. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: yes, yeah, so you have your wh- ghost intervention, yes. Right. So, and she told you about these these things that have basically been backpacking and you are collecting them almost as you go um, well, without realizing it, that they're, they're getting on your struggle bus. And so yeah, do, ha, do, was it affecting, I can't imagine one alone, because, you know, they talk about how they, how entities or what have you, they need to use energy of things in order to make mm-hmm. themselves, in order to have the ability to make themselves known. And so that's why batteries drain allegedly according to TV shows. Oh, and okay. Oh, that's, that's why there's electrical interference with things. And you know, like we have a girlfriend that we had on the show, the episode I think was called Bugs and Lights, where she had lights have problems. I have a girlfriend whose mom passed away and her best friend passed away and she would find she would ha- she had holiday lights, the the twinkly lights, um, and she would come in her bathroom and find that they were on when she knew that they were off kind of deal. And so oh, wow. having to draw all of that energy just for one would be I- exhausting for somebody having numerous
0: hitchhikers with you. I know I'm, you know. it's, it's kind of, yeah. Like I really understand why I was, I was so exhausted like all the mm -hmm. time. And during the pandemic, I did stop drinking coffee and would meditate like twice a day for like 30 minutes, you know, like, and I stopped drinking, or actually I didn't stop drinking coffee yet, but I stopped drinking alcohol and like partly just because it was just getting so stressful. Like, you know being alone but also like with the ghost i was like what the fuck? like this is too much like too mm-hmm. many things are happening and i'm alone so this is weird yeah. you know um yeah i think looking back like really a lot of it's now in hindsight like the drain on me and potentially the way i was being influenced you know like mm-hmm. just by these energies like trying to get my attention. Like I guess I I can't even say like what effect that really had other than probably it explains why I was so tired all the time.
2: Yeah. Cause you don't know. You're just like put your head down and get shit done. Like you don't wanna sit there and delve into it because it's scary. I mean right.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I was super scared. I'm like less scared now, but I you know, if I woke up in the middle of the night and saw a ghost on my bed, like, yeah, I'd be scared, you know? So
2: mm. that's what I'm always afraid of. I'm yeah. always afraid I'm going to see something. <laughs>
0: right. Yeah. I know me too. I I can't say like, I've, you know, I've taken since that time, that was like kind of right around October, 2021. Since then I've taken a lot more mediumship classes and like rescue classes, but I'm still like a total chicken when it comes to like if I saw anything or I don't know, you know, I'm not maybe the most receptive because I still haven't fully accepted that I'm going to like let that energy in.
2: Let me see if this is the same with you, because with me, I have heard things. I've felt things. Mm. I've smelled things. You've dreamed things.
0: I've
2: I've dreamed all kinds of things, but apart from like one definite time, I don't think I've seen a manifestation in front of me, which could just be because I walk into a place and go, I don't want to see shit. Totally. But I've laid there and heard things whispered in my ear outside of my head. That's insane. (laughs) Right. You know, or I would be like the last kid in class. I remember like in third grade being in like the last row of desks and constantly turning around because I would just hear joy.
0: Oh, God. And I'd be like, no one's there. Oh, my God. Did you think you were going crazy?
2: All the time, so many times in my life.
0: Oh my God. that <laughs> is traumatic in and of itself.
2: <laughs> but that's, I mean, that's a consistent, like, that happened when I was little for a while. Right. I was, that was third grade. So I was like seven.
0: Oh my God.
1: And I just remember she like, was seven and third expecting... grade because she's smart. Let's get that no, straight. It's
2: just because I was younger. We go all, you do this all the time. <laughs> I'm sorry, but she's kind of. She's a baby genie. I didn't skip the grades because I would have been extremely young. If I <laughs> um, but I really like I thought I was going to turn around and see the principal or another teacher standing. Right. There in like the you corner. didn't think
0: like, oh, this is a spirit talking to me. Not You're at like, all. This is a person. Right.
2: Yeah. The time that I think I saw something, it was up the street. I was driving by and I saw my neighbor walk through his garage into his house. And then I remembered fucking later he died.
0: Oh my God. Yeah.
2: It wasn't like a situation where I was asleep and I knew nobody would be there and wake up. It was just sort of a, like, this is a normal thing. Like someone might yell your, you know, whisper your name to get your attention or someone might walk through their garage. Seeing things makes me feel like my head will just explode. Like I won't be able to grasp it. (laughs) And that's why I push it. I think.
0: Yeah. Like I've seen, um, I was at this place called Winslow house that is now going to be an artist residency in the bay area and mm-hmm. i went there with rachel dawson who you're going to talk to um because we're going to i'm pitch so them excited for- to talk to i know rachel. she's amazing she is like your third sister of oh your God. podcast like oh she's so God. knowledgeable
1: i she was on your show right she was on sidewoo uh-huh. so here's the yeah. thing i immediately called joy and i was like i think i'm hearing my doppelganger she sounds totally. like me we have a very similar background. <laughs> I read her email totally. and I was mm. like, "What is this? Yes, parallel universe shit." It's amazing. I'm totally. Does she
0: look like me? She does actually. <laughs> She's totally blonde and like,
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, I found my I mean, co-host, my stand-in like, co-host. Great. <laughs>
0: you guys right. don't look like you're related, but you do have the same coloring and everything. I'm yeah. here for
1: this. I'm very I'm much hilarious. here for this. That's hilarious. I just wanted to say she's
0: like the first woo-woo person that I think I really met and like was like, oh, this stuff is like normalized with her, right. you know?
2: Yeah. So important you
1: gotta Um, have those people
0: and that was about 10 years before I became into my own woo woo stuff so she was definitely there before
1: I had a friend who was very woo woo that we got very intense about the woo woo in college and and beyond and it was really like not mm, it was too intense it wasn't like normal whereas with joy talking with her about it it was like oh like normal everyday people like stuff Mm -hmm. do you know what I mean it wasn't this Uh overly dramatic oh my god it was this oh like okay
2: but well I'm still like fairly regimented and like I don't I don't I don't have like I said with like the kitchen witch kind of thing I don't like have like rules about stuff. Like Emily would be like, "Oh, I charged my crystals," and I'm like, "I didn't. I haven't touched my well, crystals." Well, listen,
0: I, just, I forget. Or, to. I I'm know. the laziest, which <laughs> for sure. Uh, oh, yes.
1: Like... There was a very powerful full full moon recently that everyone was like, "Oh my god, it's amazing! You got to write down your intentions and stick your shit out." And I just lay in bed and I looked at the blinds that were closed, didn't see it, and I was like, "Here's my intention. Good night." Didn't oh, do anything. Perfect. <laughs> oh my god, I love that. <laughs> I just could not. Um, I had a backpacker once I had a backpacker that oh, followed me interesting. for years and I didn't know what? what it was or what I was dealing with. Same shit. Oh my God. But he like yelled at you. I thought he was the one that woke you up. A friend of mine, um, she was staying at my house in, uh, at my apartment in Los Angeles. She was sleeping on the sofa. She's also a sensitive. She woke up because there was a guy standing above her screaming in her face, fuck you. And this person was not alive. No, thank you. (gasps) She didn't tell me this had happened. I did not know this had happened. And therefore, when shortly afterwards, I started hearing a male saying my name to wake me up. Mm-hmm. so i up. didn't know that there was something there and that something had come in and so right. this continued this shit followed me until 2018 when i had well. someone come over and cleanse my house and oh, well. she immediately picked up on what it was and we went outside to my front porch where there were city workers doing repairs on my road and oh looked like absolute fucking lunatics while she <laughs> had course. me do sweeping hands with her. Go go into the light. <laughs> go into the light. But it was crazy because <sighs> well. she actually was very patient with me, very kind, and she was like, tell me what you think this person looks like. And I told oh, her, so and she was like, exactly. Now tell me what you think happened to this person because oh, she wow. she had mentioned a few things that to me I was like oh ding 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 and she was mm-hmm. like have has anything I said you know struck a chord with you and I was like this this and this and this is why I think they're angry and this is how I think they passed away and she was like you are <gasps> wow and then they left yeah but yeah they would wake me up Emily Emily wake up It was awful because you feel like a crazy fucking person. What are you going to do? Hey, I'm hearing voices. I'm hearing a guy saying my name.
0: You're like, hello, sir. Let's have a chat. Let me just get some tea and, you know, talk. It was 10 years. They'd been with me since 2008. It's so crazy. I feel
1: like
2: I'm going to have something like that'll happen to me when I finally go sit down and say, okay, tell me the truth about what's going on. Do someone's going to be like, your entourage is still entering the room. Please hold.
0: They're like all lined up yeah. behind you. I do feel like potentially you have like multiple spirits in your home, just hanging out.
2: The entire back of me right now is goosebumps. Just so you know, like,
0: yeah, I, I kind of feel like I don't, I'm not doing like a deep scan, but I do feel like you have like three or four people behind you.
1: Wait, can you do remote deep scans on us, Sarah?
0: Well, just, yeah. I mean, you can do energy work. I gotta go, gotta go, bye, gotta go. Remotely. I know, like I'm not going to, but, um, <laughs> but we could talk about it afterwards if yes. you want.
1: Anytime you want to do me, just let me. If you want to, if you want to keep doing practice stuff,
0: if you're still doing practice stuff, okay. yeah, I'll be you. Oh, your totally. Game. Well, also, just with gonna stretch these
2: goosebumps off, totally you know, get I
0: me. Mean. You're like, sweep, sweep, go to the light, <laughs> it's just
2: making it worse.
0: Go to the light, <laughs> go, to the light. <laughs> <laughs> go to the light. We see you we are, are outside. It's you know, your turn.
2: talking about you, just. Literally, I get think off that's my part There's of it. Couch right there, go
1: sit.
0: It's like once you start talking about them, they're like, "Oh yeah, hey, we're here. What's up?" Well,
1: it's it's like those 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 hauntings that didn't start out as actual factual things that happened.
0: Right. When you
1: talk about it so much, you speak it into existence. And I think sometimes talking about this stuff openly, especially with other people who are open to this stuff. Mm then, yeah, creaks open you the create door. create your
2: little. own little, yeah. yeah.
0: But then It we, feels scary, I have to say. Like, does it feel vulnerable to you guys? Because yes. it feels like a little vulnerable to be really open about it. Well, yes. I had, and I think
2: that goes yeah. back to the trauma thing too, yeah. where we're so like, no one's going to get the fucking jump on me. Yeah. That I'm like, oh, no, I thought I found something and that might be cool, but it might not be cool. And then I might not be able yeah. to shut it off. So keep the door closed and lock it and put a chair in front of it. Yeah.
1: I had I, I had things happen my, my freshman year in university that were not f- affecting me. They were affecting my roommate with nightmares.
0: Well, because I had the same thing where I had a roommate and I was living in a sorority house and which probably was haunted. But again, I was not tuned in at the time, but I would do energy work on myself before going to bed. Mm Because we had this woman come and bring literal tapes of like how to do energy work on yourself. I love that. And
1: what kind of sorority
0: was this? (laughs) I think I was like the only person in that house doing it. But because I don't even know how that person came. Actually, it was probably just for me because I don't remember talking about it again or anything. Um, But yeah, it was in Wisconsin. So I don't know. Mm. Not really a place you associate with that kind of thing. Not really. Yeah. Like I would be doing energy work on myself and kind of clearing my body. And like, she would be like sitting there and all of a sudden she'd be like, you know what? I think I'm going to go sleep in the chapter room (laughs) and then just like leave. And I was like, I have no idea why she's doing that, but like, you know, she's, it's a little weird to room with someone else. So I was like, you know, who knows? Maybe she just wants her privacy or something. But now I'm like, oh, my God, I was probably like clearing stuff off of me that was then like jumping over to her, <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, I yeah. suddenly
2: feel extremely uncomfortable. Yeah. I have to get away from this weird girl.
0: <laughs> I mean, well, or not even like yeah. me, but I think they were definitely picking on her. I don't know. Oh, really. I don't but what know. happened to your roommate?
1: Um, She was having nightmares. The way our dorm room was is. Uh, there was like a jut out in the wall for plumbing, right? Um, And we'd put our mini fridge against that and then our futon next to it. And then next to that was our bed. So what started happening, and I'd had uh, experiences, I'd switched rooms uh, uh, one month into my second semester. So my other room beforehand, I'd had experiences with someone sitting on my bed showing me Flashes of my day and asking about them to the point that my roommate thought I was on the, on the phone in the middle of the night having full on conversations because it was a very clear one sided conversation. So I had to get that person sent. So what happened was, um, and my roommate didn't tell me about it until a few months into the semester and she was tanked one night. This also happened to be around the time that I was really starting to begin my journey into alcoholism um, and mm. so, you know, you bring things in that are not uh, the best quality. What would happen yeah. is she was having dreams <clears throat> that where this um where this pipe was enclosed, right? Where it was sticking out, it was kind of a door, and it was creaking open. It was well, not creaking, but it was opening. and something was starting yeah. to peer out and look. Joy. And they would look to no. see if I was no. in the room. If I was in the room, they would go back. The door would close. If I wasn't in the room, what? the door would start to open and they would start to come out. And she Duh. would wake up like I... shit. And she oh. just thought it was like a stress nightmare, like this weird Emily-related yeah. stress nightmare. Something. Um, oh. But when she finally told me about it, I was like, I can't do this anymore and i pictured there was a show when i was a kid growing up called number 73 which i actually went back and watched it the other day and i was like this is fucked up children's programming in the uk in the 80s was
2: oh it was here too it was fucked up up.
0: older grace had a pg rating let's just say yeah yeah
1: so um but they had a red front door and so I pictured that red front door because my stuff, it was always, I always kind of felt like it was a projector screen in the back of my head. And so I just pictured that red door closing and locking and that was it.
0: Oh, wow. And she stopped having a dream. Nice the job. Thank you. Wow. But now oh, I'm like, God. do I
1: want to open it again? I, do I not want to open it again?
2: Listen, I've heard that story so many times. So have and I listeners. still fucking cannot stand it. It. Really? it makes me so uncomfortable every time it is such a fucking like creepy closet monster boogeyman, really beetlejuice door like ugh, ugh.
1: Uh, sorry it's just ugh. uh anyway
0: getting back to you sarah
1: so anyway, oh, yeah. you okay you are in an intervention let's get back to it what happens yes. in the intervention
0: well yeah i mean so like, like I said, she was like, oh, you have multiple ghosts around you. And she found out information about each of them and like how they had died and when they joined me and why they joined me, you know, like one of them was like, oh, your energy reminded me of your, of his mom, which I was like, I was like 11. (laughs) So thank you. I guess (laughs) like, I was like kind of offended by that, but who knows what that actually meant. But, um, But yeah. And so she ended up crossing them and I did feel like a lot lighter, you know, I think that they had a lot of energy of like sadness and anger that they were carrying, you know? And I think they were, I think the one, the one guy like was actually concerned about me because I had recently lost my dad. And so I was crying a lot. And, Mm -hmm. you know, so I think he, he kind of said some nice things. He was like, you know, you don't have to cry so much. And, um, like through the, the woman doing this. And yeah. So I feel like that was interesting. And like, after that, I started taking these classes to learn how to do it. And mm-hmm. um, it just kind of opened up everything because it made me just think like all those things that I was kind of sandwich or like stuffing down Were real, you know, or like I can trust my intuition in a new way, and it just felt like, oh God, everything's making more sense. Yeah, that I didn't understand, you know, like because all this was happening.
2: Validating to hear it and be like, oh, I'm not crazy. Totally okay.
0: Yeah, like it opened up explanations around what could have been happening versus just like simple PTSD or simple like, you know, I don't know. Simple in quotes, Ex- simple, exhaust- Yes. Yeah, simple in quotes, <laughs> like simple PTSD or exhaustion or anxiety or whatever, you know, it's like, it really made everything more complicated, but in a way that made me feel like, oh, okay, this actually feels more true. Mm-hmm. Um, and so since then, you know, it's been now, I guess, like two years of like pretty intensive studying, like every week I was going to classes and then um, started a seance with Rachel Dawson. So we're Mm. kind of focusing on message mediumship more, but we do occasionally do stuff around rescue mediumship. Oh, you guys are so brave. It's actually good because now we know how to like kind of keep things out, you know, and like we create boundaries and um, it's more like this downloading process than it is a process of like seeing something, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense. It's like you get the mind's eye picture, but you don't have this like energy standing in front of you, Yeah, which I think with the lower energy spirits, like they're more likely to appear in that way, I think, because they're still kind of around Mm -hmm. in a different way. But obviously I don't know everything. So that could be also But like
2: anytime that I say, oh, I felt like this and I felt like this and I think they're this and I think they're standing here. I never know why the fuck I'm saying that. Yeah, it's just like, I don't know, this is my guess. And I don't know why that's my guess. You know, like, we went to a friend's house to record one time and interview her and sort of like check out the ghost that was in her house who was the former owner.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. And
2: I was like, I don't know. I just feel like he's like pacing, like, in front of like the sliding door. And she's like, Yeah, I always see him in the kitchen. I, yeah. I see oh, him in, in his robe in the kitchen. And it was just I don't know why I'm saying this. I could have picked anywhere in the house. Yeah. Totally. But I just kept looking back over my shoulder at that one spot from where we were sitting.
0: Yep. I don't know.
2: I always feel like I'm wrong,
0: but, but it's like, You're that's not. the really cool thing about joining like a group or talking about it more openly is as soon as you start doing it, like at Winslow house, I had this like flash of like, you know, cause she had said that the owners, like there was some energy around the house and like maybe some pets and while we were sitting at the table having tea, like I saw this little flash and I'm like, I think I just saw a dog. Is that mm-hmm. like a doc, a dachshund, oh like a little God. wiener dog? And she's like, yep, right there. <laughs> and I was like, okay, like instead of thinking like, oh, I'm nuts or that was nothing. Right. You yeah. know, you can kind of get that confirmation and it helps you just feel like, oh, I can trust my intuition in mm-hmm. a way that's partly for the spirit world stuff, but also just in general, you know, because. Yeah. I think our intuitions like always trying to talk to us and mm-hmm. I don't know about you guys, but I feel like there was a lot that tried to shut it down, you know, yes. for many years. Yes. So.
2: I think there's a lot of that. Um, also for me, like I have, all, I don't remember a time when I wasn't a perfectionist and really. always afraid of doing something wrong. Totally um, even if it's the first time I do something, if I think I'm going to go do something for the first time and I might not do it the right way, I have like massive stress about mm-hmm. it, and mm-hmm. I might not want to do it at all. Mm-hmm. So all these things that I'm feeling and thinking are going on around me are then filtered through that perfectionism. And totally. I'm like, well, it can't be that I can't prove it. That seems ridiculous. There's mm-hmm. no one in the world that can tell me I'm right. Like, <laughs> what do I do with this?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's where like having someone bounce it, like say the same thing, you know, if your Mm -hmm. friends, I think that is as close as you can get to like being right. Even though you may not really know the whole picture, like what, what do we, any of us know, but we second guess um, ourselves a lot.
2: Yeah. But that's why we sit down and do this with, you know, we throw things back and forth each other. We sit down with guests like you and go, okay, let's talk about how crazy we feel. And then all congratulate
1: (laughs) ourselves that we're not. (laughs) totally <laughs> <Woo-hoo>. <laughs> with tamping things down and not being afraid to do I want to do enough I kind of want to but I don't know how to do it do you know what I mean and I'm not really mm. in a position that I can be like let me give you a few thousand dollars so that you can teach me how to tune in <laughs> right. I was speaking with so I I talked about this and in, in our opening episode, uh, I actually took care of my mental health during our break. I was in an intensive outpatient program for PTSD because I broke, I broke and, um, I couldn't pretend I couldn't, there was nothing left to duct tape back together. Right. Well, and I had an amazing person that I worked with there and I have a lot of distrust that has built up. With the medical profession um and she was one of the she's like the first person that i had talked to in ages in in mental health especially that i was like i feel seen i feel listened to Mm -hmm. um and before i started listening to this book called signs while i was there Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: suddenly i was like everything everything and I got really excited and told her about it and then I was like oh fuck I sound like a crazy delusional person right and so like a few times we talked about stuff and I told her that I was seeing a lot of and I still am seeing a lot of number repetitions so I'm seeing 555 444 and I am taking screen grabs of them each time because I'm like this is amazing she said to me I see 1234 All the time. Oh, that's
0: so interesting. All the
1: time. Mm -hmm. And I knew from other discussions that her dad was gone. And I blurted, like, I couldn't stop myself. Oh, I hate that. I hate that. (laughs) And I haven't really had this happen before. Like, that intense, I need to tell you this. I said, it's your dad. He's saying hi, and he's letting you know that you're doing the right thing. And she was like... Uh huh. Well, wow. because apparently she sees the one, two, three, fours when she's really like in the shit. Oh, and so I went hyper focus craft mode and I made her out of uh, polymer clay, an old school alarm clock, like you know, the wood ones that had the little things in the top. And I made I put one, two, three, four on the front like it was the time. Aww. And I put glow-in-the-dark paint on it as well just so that. she she has that from someone That's that so she cute. worked with That's whose so life sweet. she has changed my life. And I will forever Aww. be grateful to her. And so, you know, it's there because I wanted to let her know too. And I I, I stole love this thing. But no, nah, it's... I've never had that such an overwhelming thing yeah. but it, 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 if I didn't say it it was
0: yeah it's, I think it's yeah. that's super interesting because that also makes me reflect on as I've gotten more comfortable with that idea of like channeling and I think we all channel for each other but like, as I've started doing message mediumship, it made me more aware of like when people give me certain pieces of advice that resonate mm-hmm. or that I'm like, oh, where's that coming from? And then I'm like, well, I should probably pay attention to this because people are like channeling for me, you know, mm-hmm. like kind of reevaluating the things like that. You, She could have that could have been a throwaway for her, right. you know, potentially. But or when you have to say something to someone, like I, again, wasn't open to the idea that that was even a possibility, but now I look back at some things where I was like kicking myself at the time. Like, why did I say that? But I'm like, Oh, I'm sure I was saying it for them to hear, you know, Mm -hmm. for some reason somebody wanted me to say it and I Mm -hmm. did, you know, That Um, reminds
2: me of with tattooing, like we were talking earlier, I will go home after a session with somebody and be like, man i really like did not need to say all the shit that i did like do i did i sound like an idiot and i'm like oh, it was not i mean it wasn't like outlandish i wasn't i just kind of get like maybe i shouldn't have like overshared that because i don't have very much tmi like i kind of i'm like here here's information i have i don't care if it's embarrassing like um i will say so i'm wondering the- if it's yeah. If it's in that same sort of like this person needs to hear it. So just yeah. let it come yeah. out. Yeah. Oh, and then there's the flip of side sense. of
1: it yeah, where there are people like me who think about one thing they said over a
0: decade ago. Well, that that's what I mean. Ideas, I do that too. That I'm and like, so oh there's things that mm-hmm. I've said where I'm like, why did I do that? You know? And then I'm like, well, there must've been a reason because like, you know, you just don't know. How did they get going back? I mean, how did they get rid of them? Did they just ask them um, they, to leave? They crossed them over. No, they Amazing. well, they were like, you know, what is it that it was two different people. So, like one of them, you know, they brought in a family member or like a cat of theirs. Okay. Um, that was kind of a guide. And so just something to kind of elevate their spirit. And because I think he had um like died by suicide. And so there was some shame around that Mm -hmm. and like embarrassment of, you know, coming back to whoever was waiting for him on the other Mm -hmm. side. And Mm -hmm. so they wanted to bring in something that would be like non-judgmental seeming, you know, Mm -hmm. so like they, like a pet is always a good one Mm -hmm. if they have a a pet that they grew up with. Um, And then I think a family member came into like a grandma or something. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the other guy, I think, I know sometimes they bring in like priests that maybe they had known if the oh, person God. feels... Okay,
1: I thought you meant like exorcism for a second. I was oh, like, so
0: what? Well, so what? some of those people do actually, <gasps> but that is not what we did. Yeah, I mean, if you want to get some freaky shit on the show, like that is not my terrain at all, thank God. But um, some of the people I worked with, like were training to become more or like ordained so that Whoa. they had like... credentials to be able to do exorcisms. Oh my God. Interesting.
2: Can I ask you if you are religious in any sort of religion or?
0: I grew up Christian and my grandma and grandpa on my dad's side were Catholic. Mm -hmm. And so I I think I was baptized and and then my other side is just like kind of loosely Christian for holidays Mm -hmm. and stuff. Um, So I grew up with that I feel like it's important that you have it at all. You know, Mm -hmm. um, if, if you have it, it does inform you, even if you're not a big practicer, which I'm Mm -hmm. not, but so I do think that has influenced me in some way. Um, but like, you know, I wouldn't necessarily need a priest to like, you know, absolve me of my sins. I don't think, um, Mm -hmm. no, but I I just asked
2: because I, I don't. Yeah. I was raised Roman Catholic um, for okay. a very long time. I went through all of the things with all of the various names and rituals and whatever. Um, yeah.
1: Oh, okay. Interesting. Oh, my mom sent me a picture of my first communion outfit. And Cute. I was like, wait, I was dressed up as a bride. I'm wearing totally. a white veil. Yes. No, that's what it is. And and gloves. And no. I'm seven. Yes. You're a bride of Christ.
2: You move the veil and you take the communion and...
1: Like, why did this not seem fucking weird to me at the time? It's all weird. Like, at the time I was like... I t- anyway. <laughs> no, no. no, thank you. No, thank you. If you find yourself listening to our show and thinking, Oh, I have a story that I should send in. Then go to our website, theresidualspodcast.com and send us a message. We love bringing you all things paranormal, but we would like to do more. And this is where you come in. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast. After that,
2: leave us a glowing review, give us a five-star rating, and share us on your social media. We are so grateful for your support. Now... Back
0: to the show. Um, before we run out of time, I did want to tell you about my hotel experience though. Because yes. I don't know if yes. we have like a hard no, let's step. do it. Let's do it. Partly because you guys seem to have really strong feelings about like glitches and residual energy. Yes. So yes, I yes, thought yes. this would be like yeah. a cool thing to discuss because, you know, um, okay. So I went to the grand Canyon over new year's and mm. I went by myself cause I was just like, I'm doing this. This is like a, you know, girl power moment. Um, and I drove from LA and stayed overnight the first night in Williams, which is like the little town on the way. And I found this, I guess it's like one of those ro- hotels where they maybe have like two or three that are connected and they're kind of cabiny, Mm -hmm. but they're a little bit more urban than cabins, but they're like, yeah, they're basically, I know what you mean. I feel like I've been
2: through the country and seen stuff like that before where like totally attached, but they're, yeah,
0: it's kind of like, yeah, in between a cabin and a motel. So, um, perfect. The scene is set. I can see it in my head. So it's like, pretty late because I had driven from LA and like stopped, you know, for lunch and stuff. And so it's like dark by the time I get in and I'm basically just staying there to like sleep and then get on the road pretty early to go to the Grand Canyon and see it for the first time. So I literally, the second I step into this hotel room, it was similar to you guys. I was just kind of hit with a wave of like something. Like I was like, this room is spicy. And then I like that you describe it. It's spicy. That is, yeah. that is, you know, where the energy just like is a little zingy. And so then I started getting this blast of essentially being in what I kind of understood to be the landscape pre buildings. And it was like a series of tents and all these men like camped out in these like kind of barracks style tents with fires going and they had like the little like coffee pots over it it was just total like 1800s wild west and i was like in it and i'm like oh this is like in this room oh my god and then i sensed that there was like a cowboy who was also in the room oh my god and i was like freaking out because i just was getting these really bad energy from him like I was like, I don't know what he wants or like, you know, I'm, but I'm going to sleep here and I don't want to have to deal with this. And, and I like could not sleep the whole night. It was, it was so crazy. Like I had, I basically kept like one of my lamps on and turned on my laptop next to me and played like meditation music for like six hours because I knew I had to drive like two more hours after that. So I was like, if I can just like be relaxed instead of sleeping, that is like a good, Outcome, you know what I mean? That's
2: what yeah. I did in the hotel room. Yes. I, oh my god! It's on, and I was like, I have to listen to my like binaural beats, isochronic tone, like totally my head music.
0: Yes. So then I ended up talking to my teacher in my mediumship class, and she like brought up this example when we started talking about like not exactly time imprints, but like these—they're almost like a little portal where you mm-hmm. are kind of like stepping in yeah it's like a time imprint but like in terms of a place versus I think there can also be time imprints with people where if they're caught in like a motion they do it over and over again and yeah. maybe it's not the actual person but it's like you know um well and like so the, the residual case,
1: hauntings that we talk about it's like a cd totally skipping. it's just repeat yes. repeat, repeat yeah. yeah
0: yeah so like I think in this case that's what that space was, but then also it definitely was connected to the guy and, um, you know, I didn't do anything, but then I later had this group check in with it and he just didn't want to cross over and like, was just feeling very defensive. And so he Mm -hmm. put all this like protective energy up, which felt really bad to me. Um, but it wasn't necessarily because he was going to try to do anything harmful. He just didn't want to go anywhere. He's protecting himself. Cause he knew that I knew he was there, I guess. And so he got really like protective, but I don't know. I
2: always imagine, like, I try to put myself in the position of a ghost spirit entity, whatever. And like, you can see us. I don't know. Maybe you can only see us a little bit. Like we can only see you a little bit. Like, I don't know what that
1: transfers as. And like, you mean like what the others where they're like, I think a house is haunted, but it turns out they're the right, ones haunting. Like, what
0: do they actually see? And like, yes. If, and how much do they know? Like, how do they know what they know? You know, like right? Like they, maybe
2: he's just sitting in his little time bubble and then he feels something foreign coming. Yeah, and he's like,
0: whoa. And he's like, whoa, whoa,
2: whoa. You can't come in here. Totally. I need to project myself. Like, it could just be them doing the exact same thing. That we're doing totally,
0: you know, and I kind of was like, I, I, you know, now since all this, like, I feel like every time I go into a hotel room, I don't know if you do this, but I kind of freak out and like cleanse everything and try to put up like light in mm-hmm. on all the walls. And so I was kind of doing that, hoping that he would kind of like get the vibe and be like, okay, I'm gonna leave, yeah. or but that was not his plan. He was like, definitely not gonna go anywhere. Wow. So um. yeah. Well, I'm sorry you didn't get to sleep. I mean, it was really uncomfortable now, but I will say now when I have that feeling, I know why, instead of just being somewhere and you're like, oh, I feel really uncomfortable. Like at the Winslow house, not to mention it again, but I went upstairs to use the restroom and I sat down to pee and oh my God, like same energy, like just blasted with this like deep terror. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, this isn't, exactly mine so there must be something here that's like really not interested in having me around yeah there's Um, a building
2: um downtown la i used to um work at a tattoo shop there mm. tattoo shop was fine but outside in the hallway if i had to go to the bathroom I like there are times that I would like video behind me because I was like, Shut like up. something is there. Like what oh, the fuck? My God.
0: <laughs> like patrolling the hallways. Just always somehow. in the
2: hall. And I would always mm. I kind of like one time I'd get like a most of the time I'd feel like it was like a a a caretaker like you know and like coveralls or something by like I the freight elevator which was right across from the bathroom so I had to go down oh, there but there was one other time that when I was in the hall I think it was that time that I was like taping behind me and I felt like it was such a like typical 50s greaser like denim oh interesting white shirt like slicked back yeah. dark hair you know like that kind of feel
0: that oh, was in the hall but
2: like popping out behind things oh, not so... like and you know, i was just like i don't like any this can i i would stop going to the bathroom when i went there really like, oh there were god times. I would drive from Long Beach up to downtown
0: work for a few hours
2: oh and then drive back to Long Beach going, well,
0: I might be in the car. Yeah, that that's really the terrible part about LA <laughs> is the whole bathroom yeah. situation. But you oh, can't my God, fast enough in here. <laughs> I mean, yeah. What do you do? Like, I don't know. I mean, some people are like, whatever, they have to leave. It's my space. But when you're like a little bit more empathetic and you don't want to just yeah. like, boot people, you know, like I have this one friend that's a medium and he's like, you just clap at them and make a bunch of noise. And I'm like, I don't think so. You roll up
2: a newspaper and you hit it and in you your hand a couple
0: of times. lot around. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know.
1: But I think it goes back to the hyper vigilance that the slightest change in energy, slightest change in energy, we feel it and we know it. And that, that fight or flight kicks in, you know what i mm-hmm. mean? Whereas mm-hmm. other people maybe don't feel it until something has happened, like that extreme danger. You know, like mm. my husband was uh, coaching my daughter's soccer team yesterday, and she there's a little park next to it, but it's where you can't see it. One minute mm. she's standing next to him, the next minute she's gone. And she'd gone to play at the playground with her friend without telling him, and it's terrifying. And that's when he feels that, like he looked down because he was like, wait, is she next to me? Because he felt suddenly, right? But with me, when we go to the park, I'm doing scanning because there have been incidents where I'm at the park and I immediately know you shouldn't be here. You don't have a child here. Why are yeah, you here? yeah, yeah like what's
2: the thing that's off it's like those pictures where it would be like what's different in this picture versus this one I feel like those things like really helped me pick out Mm -hmm. like what doesn't belong here the person wearing the parka in 80 degrees what's happening with you yeah or even scanning
0: like for the pickpockets you know it's Mm -hmm. like this energy of like the way I would describe it is these like slightly speedier which I don't know if it's because they were nervous or something, but whenever there was someone who was going to maybe pull something funny or like one time I got followed partway, you know, and then oh God. in mm-hmm. Europe, you just stare at them and they'd go away, you know, but mm-hmm. but I felt like, oh, this energy is like a little like speedy, you yeah. know, like it's kind of heightened because this it's this I'm well, ready to it, go if I need yeah. to. It's, it's that all, like, Yeah.
1: Everyone there is a tourist, and they're there, and they don't have necessarily an agenda that they're like, I only have five minutes to be here. Right. And then we have to go, and then we have to go. These people are there with a task and on a mission, and that task is to get something. The mission is to not be seen doing it. And then get the Mm -hmm. fuck out of there. Yeah. Yeah so yeah yeah and like
0: the, the awkward thing of like following you where you're like well it's pretty obvious when someone's following you too i don't know anyway to, not you. to, get that. to, to me, you to me to yeah. me now yeah. other yeah.
2: people won't notice yeah because they're not paying attention
0: yeah but it's good i think i would say to anyone because i've been mugged before and so like oh, i'm sorry. Oh, sorry yeah thanks i know and that was traumatic too that's a yeah. whole other story but you know, if you think that someone is getting weird, like in that way, then I would say just trust that. Like that's right. mm-hmm. going back to the whole intuition thing. Cause yeah. Even and if you're not afraid. super tuned in, don't be afraid exactly, to tell them to, to, do to something themselves weird. And get
1: loud.
2: No, but like, what's the worst thing that's going to happen if you just like pay more attention to someone who's making you nervous? Totally. totally. You don't have to do anything. You just have right. to make sure you know where they are quietly to yourself yeah like <laughs> no. turn around
0: to look at them even like yeah. in Europe like a lot of times just turning it looking at them and kind of getting your phone in a place where you're ready to take a photo mm-hmm. you know obviously don't be like a racist asshole but like generally the people that I did this to would take a hard left or a hard you know they would like turn on their heels and go somewhere else so like, I'm like oh, cool. I've
1: been made I have to leave now <laughs> like yeah, yeah
0: exactly
1: I do have a quick question in your email, you mentioned something about you have a seance group.
0: Yes. I Okay. I knew Freddie was going to come up. Freddie Mercury. He's like a patron saint of my podcast. So um, it, it's growing now, but it started at like three or four people. Um, well, three of us were in this one class together. Mm-hmm. And then another person joined and they're all in the Bay Area and I'm in San Francisco. And it's a remote, we do like a Zoom like this. And then basically, you know, we all had discovered that we have mediumship skills. So we're like, why don't we try putting this to use outside of class? And so we got together and basically like use the skills that we learned in class, which is essentially to. You know, focus on a person like one of the people in the group, and then see if anyone comes through to talk to them or give them any message. Was it Freddie Mercury? Well, so we did one where we specifically wanted to talk to Freddie and ask him a question. Oh my! Goodness. And it was my question, and it was specifically about like creative partnerships and how to navigate them when maybe the like. The workflow isn't even or, you know, just how how did he manage that and just anything else that could be learned from the great wise and, you know, fabulous Freddie Mercury. And so, (laughs) you know, and this is like he's like one of the big ones that apparently people in like the spiritualist community do. It's like him. Really? um, Michael Jackson and um, like Prince, I think, is a big one, too. Mm -hmm. So I feel like
2: Prince
1: wouldn't. He just seems so like whatevs.
0: Too cool. Yeah, I know. I would agree exactly. That Prince
1: would be like, "Bitch, get off my <laughs> stage." Which I got to see him in concert, um, really, at the Englewood Forum, and it was the evening that he pulled Kim Kardashian on stage, and she just kind of did like the the white man shuffle, and and he said, "Bitch, get off my stage," and booted her off. And we were like, "Yes."
0: Oh my god. Oh my god. He was that wearing
1: he was wearing mohair boots that had heels obviously that lit up. Of
0: course, <gasps> an
1: experience what? I shall amazing. never forget. That's amazing.
0: There's so many amazing parts to that story well yeah, i know um,
1: well whitney houston was also in the crowd but that is a totally opposite thing of bitch get off my stage
0: oh my god i mean if she got on that stage it'd be like don't make me sing <laughs> you know <laughs>
1: yeah, honestly i don't think there was any way that that was gonna happen
0: he was amazing oh yeah he's that. like you will not upstage me no. yeah no not the purple one <laughs> no <laughs> um but yeah so We've done like family members, we've done kind of more general channeling. So I think it's kind of like, you know, the universe ultimately decides like whatever force of God that you believe in, like ultimately decides what you're gonna get. But, um, you know, it's just, I don't know what you wanna know about it, but it's been really a cool like thing to experiment with and do very safely with lots of protection and respect.
1: So when you say channeling, is that pretty much like having a loved one step forward and you giving a message? Does that channeling come from hearing specific, like actual message, message, word sentences or is it being shown a picture or is it hearing a word that you're like, the fuck does this mean, but it means something to the other person?
0: I think, yeah, like that wasn't necessarily what i meant but definitely when receiving messages i think like those are all ways that they've come in for me and for other people too in the group um it really depends on like how you prefer to get messages usually i think um but i guess i was talking more about like maybe you know freddie mercury is busy that day and doesn't want to come in if you don't have direct access to someone you can still kind of get like a download from your guides about like, mm. oh, how did he handle this? Or, um, or you know, like I asked a question about like, oh, I'm wondering what to do with this like community I was trying to build around my podcast. And so I asked the group to like channel information and we didn't really get like a specific person showing up to tell us any of the information that they gave us. But like people are like, oh, I see this visual or I see this one that maybe you know in a couple months this will happen or you should try doing this um and so that's like a more general download but you don't know who you're talking to whereas okay you know like
2: a consciousness Google search
0: kind of yeah right it's like accessing source information Mm -hmm. or something I mean again I'm not like
2: explain that, but I'm like seeing like,
0: yeah, like
2: ideas coming from places and then filtering like through the person who's talking.
0: Yeah, totally. I love that. And it's, I think that's a really great way to start too, because maybe if someone's like interested in this kind of thing, but doesn't feel comfortable, like accessing like a dead person, Mm. you can do it without the, the kind of scariness of like, that person showing up, you know, because it can be a little intimidating to actually like in your mind's eye be like, okay, I'm seeing someone with this color hair and like they're wearing this, and yeah, then all yeah. of a sudden you have a person there, and you're like, oh, okay, um, uh, I didn't you know, mean to call you, but now it's your, your dad, dad. <laughs> you know, and and then you have to be like thinking about that. So, um, <sighs> but I think it's cool once you get comfortable with it. So I think people should try. But
2: that sounds fun, and it it's like. Spiritual brainstorming. I don't know. It, yeah, it's like, um, it sounds really neat, and it sounds like a nice way to just be able to like, um, what is that called? Is it called? Is it free association? What am I thinking? feels like the it word, feels so, like, You know, that. where you just like, like a word I'm cloud. Allowed almost. To say, yeah, like I'm allowed to say anything that comes to mind. There is no right answer. Totally. And for that perfectionist in me it's good to have permission to be like, it doesn't have to be right. This is just information coming out.
0: And I noticed like everyone gets slightly different information. Like if there's three or four people, maybe two people will get like one thing and then Mm -hmm. the other two will get two different things. And from what I kind of have deduced, it's something to do with like what you need to hear yourself.
2: And so you're going
0: to download the thing that you need to also hear potentially. Oh,
2: that's interesting. Or like
0: the frequency that you're at or maybe Mm -hmm. something that you know more about.
2: Right. I was going to guess maybe it was like something,
0: it would be a lot easier to show an image of
2: something to you that would make sense in context of your life so that then you could explain what this was supposed to be inferring.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think that makes a lot of sense. Like it's kind of like when you're learning to draw, if you know something really well, you're a better Mm -hmm. drawer at that thing. Mm -hmm.
2: Um, I feel like I've heard, um, like, I've seen a lot of psychics do that. Like they're showing me my grandmother's living room, which would make me think of this. So they want you to feel this way.
1: They have their, essentially their own language with them. Mm -hmm. So then they have this, I, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. That's fantastic. That's,
0: that's really, really fun. And it's not hard. Like, I think if you have two people, you could do it, you know, and just practice like building a connection to your intuition. Joy, let's have a sleepover. Let's do it. I was going to say you guys should do it.
2: (laughs) I feel like we do it all the time when we do this.
0: (laughs) Um, okay. Is
2: there anything else you want to chat about today or should we save it for another time down the road? Yeah,
0: I think I'm good right now um, unless you guys have anything else, but thank you so much. This was like,
2: well, we do hold on before Emily freaks out. We do gratitudes (laughs) at the end where uh, we go and each say something that we're thankful for. Oh, I
0: love that. Okay. So
2: you are our guest. Would you please go first and tell us something you're thankful for?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, just this conversation feels so freeing. Um, I'm just really grateful that like, we can have this kind of transparent conversation because I think the intersection of mental health and like mediumship abilities is still something we don't totally understand. Mm -hmm. And I think the more we talk about the way our intuition shows up and the way that like we interact with the spirit world, the more we can get a clear picture of like, potentially mental health issues that were misdiagnosed versus what are actual mental health problems. You know, I think that's one of the things on the podcast that I'm excited to kind of like keep at the foreground because I just don't think we know everything there is to know about the way that our perception of the world works. And so absolutely ha- having yeah. this conversation is really great because we also did talk about real mental health problems like PTSD and stuff. So I agree. It's not with to you. say that they, yes. you know, don't exist. Um, we
1: talk about this. But, we talk about this a lot. Yes. I. Well, maybe you can come yeah. on the
0: side, woo, and we can focus on that. Ooh,
1: I'd <laughs> love that. I'd love yeah, that. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Joy, what are you grateful for?
2: I I mean, I, I will just say like, I'm grateful that we have this as well, but I'm grateful to have people like Sarah reach out to us and not be afraid that we're going to say something weird because we've obviously done our jobs then in this podcast of saying like, everybody's welcome. We're not going to make fun of you. We just want to talk like we're yeah. here to hear whatever you want to say. And I'm grateful to have you come on and like, give my brain some new stuff to think about and like light up some neurons and get excited about things. Um, I'm very thankful for a tarot reading that's coming my way. Oh, definitely I love that.
1: <laughs> oh my God. Um, so same. Yeah,
2: like I'm thankful to know that we're doing what we set out to do.
1: All right, Emily. Well, now I just feel like an asshole with mine. Um,
2: It's all right. I mean, wait, truth be told, mine is usually about like some kind of food item. Totally. Okay. So
1: (laughs) that makes sense. My gratitude is that, well, today is my wedding anniversary. And my husband knows how much I love Keith Morrison. Um, I have a prayer candle with Keith Morrison on it. So in case anyone
2: doesn't know who that is, who oh is Oh my Keith god, Morrison?
1: Dateline. He's he's just there is a there's an Instagram account that I'm obsessed with called Keith Morrison leans on things and it's just all these he's leaning with his arms crossed against something. <laughs> so my husband got me a throw blanket with his face on it and underneath it it says It was a good day. Or was it? (laughs) Oh, my God.
0: What? That's That's how he
1: starts all of his episodes. And I have given strict instructions. should anything untoward happen to me. I need him to do my episode.
0: Totally. (laughs) Let's hope that never happens, but also... Yes, yeah,
1: If it <laughs> does,
2: though, so, she's going to be in my dream. She's going to be in your house at totally. your group. Totally. Come she's hunting.
1: Debbie, do like, be like, hey, guys, Hi, what's up? One of you will see me. Hey, do you mind if I trauma dump on you from the other side? So uh, before we go, everyone,
2: it was Sarah Tebow. I want to say it again. Sarah Tebow uh, with the side Woo podcast, go take a listen. Uh, you do artist polls for the week too, which is great that I was listening to you. So that's oh, cool. very nice.
0: Thank you so much. Oh yeah. You're welcome. I
2: appreciate it. Cause I need,
0: little, <laughs> need some encouragement, little like bumper lanes or whatever. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I do There's too
2: many things I want to do. And I'm like, oh, if I could just like hone it in this week, that'd be great. Um, so very cool. Please go catch our podcast, uh, the side boo when you get a second. And, um, um, you know, until next
1: time, sage your sofas. And don't be afraid of the dark. But I will. Thanks for coming on, Sarah. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you. Please tell so Freddie Mercury fun. I said hi.
0: <laughs> okay, I have a candle of him um, that's <gasps> on my altar. Do you want me to quick go get it before we sign off? Sure. Okay. Well, I love it. him. Oh,
1: let me get my Keith Morrison. <laughs>
2: Oh my gosh. And here I am, candleless. I don't have a candle
0: sitting around with anyone on it. Okay. Yeah. It's very DIY, but I was like, It's so good. It's such a good picture. Isn't it a good one of him? He's so, he's like in his like best form. This might even be the Live Aid. Oh my God, I love it. Stop it. (laughs) I also have
1: one of, Jerry Orbach as Lenny Briscoe, because Lenny yes. Briscoe... Oh,
0: interesting.
1: Lemmy, Lenny that. Briscoe is oh. my... I love Lenny Briscoe so much.
0: So much.
1: I could watch repeat seasons with him of Law & Order all oh, fucking time. Yeah, Yeah. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. so I have oh, I a Lenny that. Briscoe prayer
1: candle and a Keith Morrison one.
0: No big deal. Oh, that's so sweet. Both like interesting shows to have prayer can- candles around. Like very... Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, little, yeah. Yeah, good yeah. point. Good point.
1: Talk
2: about hyper vigilance.
0: <laughs> God damn it.
1: God damn it.
2: <laughs> Bring it all around full circle there.
1: Uh whatever. shit. Well, thanks for that one. Well,
2: anyway, everyone. <laughs> um <laughs> Bye, Sarah. Thank
0: you. Bye, thank you. Bye. Well, thank bye. You. bye. See you
2: But that's why we sit down and do this with you know we throw things back and forth each other. We sit down with guests like you and go, okay, let's talk about how crazy we feel and then all congratulate ourselves that we're not. Totally. (laughs) (laughs) Woohoo.